Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. It is Thursday. You should know by now what that means. It means Miss Dynamite. I was going to give the whole Dynamite is in the house. Uh, Hi. How are you, Steph? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm okay, but terrified about my laptop. Um, (laughs) Just for anyone wondering why we are a minute or two late here, my laptop just did exactly the same thing it did with SB3 yesterday, where it just cut out, literally, as we were about to start the show. So hopefully no more problems. But if so, you could have all Steph. There you go. Well, that would be a bad thing. That'd be a good thing. The hot take machine, the ultra chat queen. There you go. Everybody wants that. Steph, what talk to me about the hat, brother. Huh? Oh, um, it's just a hat that I wear. And I thought I'd wear it on camera for the first time. Uh, I love so- it. All you wrestling daily viewers are treated to my hat. <laughs> I know. I've seen you. I've seen you uh, own this hat on Instagram, and you finally brought it to Wrestling Daily. Yes, I did. I thought, um, well, you know, I'm a fan of the big dresses, the big sleeve dresses, and I mean, they're um, they're divisive enough. But I'm just gonna do do more of this Steph day to day fashion on the streams and see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, bring it to the table. <laughs> Forgotten Wanda Zubek says, uh, oh, I can't even get comments up, obviously, same as yesterday, but he says, Steph's hat versus Cameron Grimes' hat. Who wins? Who does win? Me. Me. <laughs> That's I no mean, competition. Can't come to Wrestling Daily with that kind of proposal. Come on now. I know. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, everyone who joined yesterday, thank you for the lovely birthday wishes. I really enjoyed it. Uh, felt wonderful, all the love that I received yesterday. So thank you. Much appreciated. Today is another day, though, and it's hot off the heels of AEW Dynamite. Now, uh, the show was absolutely loaded. Of course, we're going to get into every nook and cranny of that show. But if you want to have your opinion on it, alongside Steph and I, you need to hit wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. Those ultra chats will make their way from the almighty mod mother, and we will talk about it on screen yes we will please get them into us um also on that note i'm hearing that my laptop quality is now terrible sorry uh it normally makes a return bear with me guys uh but also we need to get into the titular news which is not AEW at all but it is big news indeed 
Uh, Steph, I'm assuming you've seen that Tia Trinidad is going to be Zelina Vega once again. Yeah, it looks like it. Um, I have to say I'm very surprised. I know we were all waiting for her to turn up somewhere, uh, anywhere. Um, there were a couple of theories where she could turn up, maybe in AW, maybe managing Jade Cargo. I know that's one we talked about. And yeah, it looks like she's just going back to WWE, which obviously means they've sorted out the issues that they had regarding her Twitch and all the outside things that she wants to do. So, I mean, if that's where she wants to be, if that's where she's happy, obviously it's where her husband works, then yeah. good for her. But I am definitely surprised. I'm very surprised. I would have laid good money on Zelina Vega turning up in um, AEW or something like that. Like I, I thought she was one of the hottest friends, certainly where in, in a climate where women wrestlers are like in demand more than ever. Right. Like I thought yeah, she was going to be like gold dust. Um, but apparently she's been, you know, this is what fightful Sean Ross Sapp is reporting that she was spotted at the performance center. We're told it wasn't just a visit as she was being filmed for some reason there. Um, I know Dave Meltzer has since Dave Meltzer has since come out and confirmed uh, the report and there's a working plan for Vega to return to the company. Now we'll know when she left last October, I believe it was, it was all about the third party stuff, the Twitch, the streaming, yeah. um, you know, all of the, all of that, all of that good stuff. I have no idea if that has been resolved at all. Um, I have no idea where WWE stance would be on that moving forward either, but they set a precedent by getting rid of her and they have since then, um, you know, we saw them launch the cameos, right? We all saw that and WWE yeah. like their version and taking the money. Um, I just don't know if, I mean, what's the message here, right? Like did Zelina Vega win? Yeah. Is, is that what we're hearing or has she kind of acquiesced to WWE? Yeah, it's, it's confusing. Um, see, I don't like, I don't follow her on Twitch or anything. So I don't, I know if her activity is slowed down there. I think it has what I've heard. Um, so I don't know if it's a case of her deciding that it kind of all wasn't worth leaving over after thinking about it for a while or if they came back and made a better offer or found a mutual compromise between the two where they can do their own things but yeah I, it's something that's going to be very interesting to know the details of but she was um I mean she never came out and said uh, she never came out and did like a big you know, this is, was my experience in WWE interview or anything, but she did, you know, seem to say some things that, you know, weren't great at the time when she was released. So she did seem unhappy, mm -hmm. but who knows what they've worked out? Who knows what they worked out? I'd like to see her back on TV again. I can't lie and say, this is how I'd want to see her back on TV, but it's what she wants. Yeah. And like, we obviously have no idea where she's going to land. Like she was on raw, I believe at the time of, no, was it SmackDown? She was. I'd, I, there was a shakeup, right? Very close to that. Yeah. But um, I don't know where she's going back to NXT. You know, I think just, it was. I think she was on SmackDown because I think she left on a Friday night, like yeah, just yeah. before SmackDown. Yeah. You are correct. Um, and obviously, Alistair Black, who 
is making his impending return in the next few weeks as well. I wonder if they're linked. Who knows? Um, he he obviously is on SmackDown and is making a return. So I don't know whether Vega being at the Performance Center is saying, oh, NXT, you know, people have made that kind of, I guess, lazy connection, but it could be true. Um, or whether mm-hmm. she'll, she'll walk back into SmackDown. So either way, uh, like I say, uh, Zelina Vega, anywhere, any company is great in my book, right? I'm happy to see her back. Yeah. I think she's one of the most talented women, full stop um in mm-hmm. the business right like on the mic you could argue she's as good as anyone quite literally anyone uh, in the business uh, uh from a female perspective and beyond that uh, and i was pleasantly surprised not that she wasn't good in the ring right but the stuff she did with oscar i was like yeah she can go she's got that technical aspect so man i hope there's more for her i hope this return ends up being a big deal yeah definitely i hope they give her something good to come back with I, it would be kind of cool if her and um Alistair Black had been working on something interesting mm. that puts them on screen together. I think that would be very cool. Yeah, I see a lot of people kind of saying, oh, Legada del Fantasma and, and you know, places like ah, I just don't know. Like again, is that just is that just us lazily kind of going, oh, same sort of heritage? You know, I don't know. I I, I don't know if that works for me. Um but, but WWE would be that lazy too, so you can't they would. <laughs> Yeah, they they would. Um, but yeah, having said that, I, I just hope that her shines shines bright, man. I, her and Alistair Black as a pairing, I actually think you know, almost like a revenge tour kind of thing. I actually think that would be yeah. very cool. You know, like proving everyone wrong yeah. together. I actually think that would be yeah. very good. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully, yes, as as Tonal says in the stream, hopefully my issues have been resolved. I don't know what it is. It's like when I turn my laptop on, it goes crazy for the first ten minutes. Maybe I need to get here earlier. That's the, that's the answer. Um, but anyway, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, let's move along to Dynamite, Steph. Uh, I mm-hmm. watched the uh, the first hour live last night, and then I caught up today to see the big title change. We will get into that as time goes on. But let's start with the results. And I like to go chronologically. And, th- and I feel like this is a good place to start anyway, right? Moxley in action against the Japanese legend himself, Yuji Nagata. Um, I mean, I loved everything about it, Steph. i got to tell you, right? Mm-hmm. And even like the first shot of Dynamite was them two kind of old school getting ready in the corridors. King yeah. with Moxley. Then Wild Thing played for Mox, which I said on Twitter today, I think is probably the perfect marriage of wrestler and song I could actually think of. Um, it, yeah. it, it was just wonderful. I understand that he's used it a couple of times elsewhere, but I love it that Tony Khan um, goes out of his way to make these things extra special and he'll put his hand in his pocket to do so. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I thought it was great, Steph. Yeah, I thought it was a really, really great match. I loved seeing Nagata on Dynamite um, and it was all... So cool and Moxley. I loved his entrance. I loved the showing the bit before it gave it that great sports feel to it as well. And it was such a good way to kick off the show. And they had a, it was a short enough match, but a really good match. Nagata is still great. He can still go. And he was such a perfect opponent for Moxley. And I'm excited to see like who's next, you know, for Moxley, because I like this, I just like this idea of him, you know, he's in these AW feuds, but then he gets these US title matches that yeah. are just really cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it's nice to keep it ticking along because ideally 
We are going to get to Moxley and Kingston probably challenging the Bucks, it looks like, maybe at this stage. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm, all, I'm all for this kind of out-of-left-field uh, IWGP United States title defence. You know, it's cool. He's the champ, right? Yeah. So why, why not um, every now and again? Um, and like you said, I don't think the match outstayed its welcome, which was crucial. Like, they didn't have to go 15, 20 or anything like that. Um, it, it was kind of not succinct. Like, you know, I don't want to say it was... It was like it didn't feel short. It just felt kind of the right length. Didn't didn't want to outstay its welcome, as I said. So I liked it. I liked mm-hmm. it very much. Thought it was a very good use of all involved. Next, hmm, I got some conflicting feelings about it. Um, so Cody Rhodes comes out, um, and then after the break, it's like, oh, we're going to get a promo about Cody Rhodes for double or nothing. I was like, oh, cool. Uh, presumably, he's going to face Anthony Agogo. <laughs> He's given him some digs recently. I thought, okay, what we proceeded to get. Wow. Okay. Um, I, I don't have the exact verbiage in front of me, but he essentially made yeah. it like, like a Britain versus America thing. Like a, a go-go is like, I don't know, trashing him like America. And he's now going to become the American dream. That was the main takeaway, right? Is the end of the program. Yeah. Like, I'm going to become the American dream. Cody Rhodes. Um, but the way he got there was almost to like, you know, he starts to get into race and he gets choked up about his, you know, unborn, you know, baby that's going to be born in, in whenever. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of that's fine. Like the, the way Cody Rhodes delivered the promo, by the way, was really, really good. It was just the content of it was like baffling. Like I, I, I was sitting yeah. there thinking, did, did I miss something? Like, do you know what I mean? I thought it was on me. I was like, did I miss something in this story where Anthony Agogo was like, do you know what? America, like, did I, did I miss that? <laughs> did I? Or like, I, I, I just didn't really. And like the racial tones as well, I really, really didn't get. Like, um, if anybody in the chat watching this or whatever, if you could like enlighten me, and if it's just me being ignorant, I would love to be enlightened. Trust me, I'm not like trying to crap on it. Uh, if I missed it, then great, please let me know. But I really didn't see the connection between what Cody Rhodes was saying and what has transpired with Anthony Agogo thus far. Yeah, I didn't get this at all. Um, I really, I really don't know what he was trying to do. I think firstly, the, the patriotic stuff is a bit of a 2021 turnoff, like Mm. wherever it's coming from. Um, Agogo has once or twice said things along the lines of not liking being in America. Um, but And then he did put a Union Jack on top of Cody. But it's still, like, turning it into an America versus UK thing, I thought was completely bizarre. I mm. felt like Cody just wanted to, all he wanted to say was the line that he, for one night, would be the American dream. So he's like, how can I fit this into a promo? Okay, let's make this whole thing, um, this war between Britain and the and the United States. It was so odd. And I think that a go-go with him being a legit boxer, athlete, like you could have done any story between why these two would want to fight. Like mm. even just the story that a go-go is now with his ex-mate QT, this thing was was bizarre, and then I felt like he. I think that the 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 crowd didn't seem to be into it um, at all. So towards the end, he started getting into 
other stuff to get more of a reaction and then getting choked up about his daughter. Yeah. And I was just watching this like, oh, and I don't think this is the time for this at all. I think I would have hoped that wrestling had moved on from this. Like, you know, I'm an American, you're not. That's the rivalry. Like, I really would have hoped things would have moved on. Yeah, those like America, those promos don't like slap like they used to, do they? Like, do you know what I mean? Uh, I, feel, I feel like there was an era for that. And we're talking yeah. like, I don't know, Sergeant Slaughter. And, <laughs> you know, like, uh, I, even when they did the Un Americans in WWE, like the turn of the millennium, like, that wasn't, you know, they weren't really hitting like the way that, I remember Undertaker like defending America. And everyone was kind of like, eh, I mean, does Undertaker, yeah. need to, Undertaker needs to be doing that? The man from Death Valley? Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Don't, I, me- don't mention the Undertaker's biker era to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, uh, again, like, Cody, the way he was doing the promo, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good, right? Like, the man yeah. can the man can talk, but I was like, what is he actually saying? I, I, I mean, again, like, just trying to connect the dots. I get it, like, a go-go laid the Union Jack flag on him and i've seen a couple of yeah. the 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 tweets from a go-go where he's kind of like you know i'm just saying you know he's from britain and he's proud and all of that stuff um yeah. i i guess the racial aspect i just didn't i i, I just yeah it lost me it lost me and i didn't want to like critique it right because it might have just gone over my head and i didn't understand but apparently no one else does so there you go uh it's just yeah. it's a strange one i mean i, I, I guess to you know, I guess put a button on the promo aspect of it. That's a massive coming out party for a go-go at double or nothing to have mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes, right? Like a go-go is a guy that outside of a gut punch, we really haven't been able to see what he can do. Yeah. Now we've had, we've had these instances in WWE for the past, uh, you know, couple of years. We're like Pat McAfee is a great example. We didn't know what Pat McAfee could do. Um, mm. We didn't know. We, you know, we all assumed that Dominic Mysterio would have something in his locker, right? But we didn't know exactly how much he could do. Um, this feels like AEW's equivalent, where uh, it's like a go-go's been training. He wasn't a wrestler, obviously. We all know he actually was an Olympic boxer, professional boxer. Had to kind of parlay that into wrestling when his eye got done over. So we don't know what he's capable of, but one would presume having worked with QT and Cody for that matter at the nightmare thing, right? That this is something that I guess they'll heavily rehearse for one, but two, it makes all the sense in a weird way that it actually would be Cody. Now, the only thing is Steph, does Cody go all the way and put him over? He has to, <laughs> like he has to, because if he doesn't put him over there, ha- I, like there zero point to everything Anthony Agogo has done in this company thus far. Like what what would be the point of him being presented like this to what three matches in, three or four matches in, just be defeated by Cody? Like, no, he absolutely has to put him over. I'm laughing really hard because I saw that WrestleScope commented, like, what? Steph doesn't like biker taker i have never felt so much that someone knew me so little now <laughs> <laughs> listen i i love steph chase to death but she hates steph rollins she doesn't like biker i don't taker. hate steph rollins i don't <laughs> I like biker taker. i i don't I, like I, biker taker because original taker meant a lot to me yeah. uh that's why i don't like biker taker um everyone can go watch my video about that <laughs> 
I check those Steph Chase opinions at the door. I love you regardless, Steph. All right, it's fine. Um, I just, uh, I think I need to clamp back this. I, I wouldn't call myself a Seth Rollins hater. I would call myself someone with massive Seth Rollins fatigue. Yes, I, and I guess that is a very subtle, <laughs> a nuanced take on it, right? Like that is a very important distinction. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. What, what do you want for hang on i know we, i know we're gonna get back to dynamite what do you want for seth to get back to then like are you tired of the current seth or you're just tired of him full stop sorry i thought you said steph there <laughs> 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 um i yeah i think i think he's a bad promo so if he stopped trying oh, so hard in the promo oh dude he showed himself up on wrestlemania like nothing else with those promos like he's not a good promo it's really boring um i would like a complete reinvention there was a time i thought he was cool um yeah i still like seth um i don't know if I, <laughs> I can't call him a bad promo i feel like you know jeff hardy early 2000s was a bad promo um i don't know Seth, I, do you know what the only thing i will say for seth rollins is i like um, when I saw him and Roman on screen together on SmackDown, I was like, ooh. You know, like you rarely get that energy. I felt mm-hmm. it. I thought, I thought, yeah, something good could happen here. So I hope that we Something good could happen between those two, definitely. Yes. <laughs> Nad, Nad Chevy says Steph. <laughs> That's so simple. Never. It made, made me laugh for no reason. Uh, oh, well. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Dynamite, right? Uh, so Anthony Agogo looks like he's about to get his big spell against Cody. Uh, yeah, we've, we've discussed the promo. I think um, 
they 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 clearly believe a lot in him, right? Like they've obviously put a lot of stock in him. He is their first like real project wrestler. Like Jade Cargill, yeah, but she kind of was doing a little bit before she got to AEW, right? Like yeah. it's it's not like he is their actual blank canvas project. Um, the same way, Jesus, um, Baron Corbin was for WWE. Um, so there's there's a ceiling to reach, but um, I I, I think he'd have to. Unless Cody was to like win the war, like uh, you know what I mean. Like Cody might win, but then lose the war is what I'm trying to say. Um, I could see that, but Cody. Then what I'm getting at is, do you think if he keeps kind of losing these big moments, because he he doesn't really have a flattering record, does he? Like MJF, Jericho. Uh, yeah. You know, at what point do you kind of have to turn it around and go, oh no, Cody is. Because I think he is—he's like Daniel Bryan in many ways, where he could gain momentum like that. But yeah. I don't know. Do you keep just having him put people over? Darby is another one who eventually—I think that one was done in a way where Cody won a lot, so that it meant a lot yeah. when Darby won. So it doesn't feel like it was just Cody just putting him over. Maybe we can turn Cody around after his paternity leave, because I just there's no way. A go go can lose this. There's re- there's just really not. Can you imagine that? No, like seriously, like this gut punch guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Cody stops him by he, I don't know, be, bringing out an American flag, and yeah, he'd be stone dead, wouldn't he? A go go. Where would he go? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> never mind. Anyway, moving on from uh, Cody's promo uh we moved into scu versus the young bucks now this match um it was yeah, i mean obviously obviously it was good like and we can get into the the nitty-gritty of like the parts of it um but christopher daniels boy that that man had a cut um Blood I, and guts. yeah I, I mean i saw a lot of people go like oh blading or whatever and you know maybe maybe he did um but like he obviously hit his head on the ring post and the cut that opened up, Jesus Christ, as soon as he lived, lived, lifted his head off the surface, wow, it was like flowing out. And I thought, oh, Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously that that was a part of it. Uh, before I actually circle back to the match, the after part, Steph, right? We all know that the SEU losing this meant that they had to yeah. disband. Mm-hmm. A, was that right for an episode of Dynamite? And B... Did they really give them long enough after the match? Like, should there have been more of, like, those two actually having a moment and the emotion? You know, rather than, oh, and this is going on backstage now. That, to me, was a bit like, ah. I think I was more upset about SCU disbanding than they were because we really didn't get to see um, any. It was so weird because they fought so hard in the match to stay alive. I honestly, I thought it was my match of the night. I was proper like edge of seat. I honestly thought they were going to win. Uh, so they fought so hard to stay in the game and help each other. And then it just ended and it's like, okay, these two are broken up now. Cut to the back. Um, I, I, it felt like they were cutting to like Moxley and Kingston's reaction rather than the actual yeah. people that had been split up. Um, and I do think it's sad that they just split up on Dynamite. It's, yes, yeah, it just kind of felt like we weren't really meant to care about SCU too much, which is sad because I I kind of did care, I at least about Frankie a lot. 
you know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I dug the kind of I'm sorry, I love you moment. Uh, that was the, hilarious. The, the, yeah, the mock, the mock moment, I should say. I thought it was cool. Um, obviously, they made the save, and then it was kind of like uh, the, the um, BTE trigger for the win is, is what came next. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the action was great. It's always going to be with those four guys. You know, you don't need us two to kind of point out why those four are so great. But, man, the, the chemistry was cool. They had the emotion right there. The Young yeah. Bucks, obviously, were the perfect guys for this occasion. So story-wise, yeah, you can't you can't knock it whatsoever. I just would have liked more kind of gravity, you know, on the situation of SCU splitting up. That's a big deal. These guys have been, yeah. you know, crushing it for God knows how long when you, when you think about Ring of Honor and Impact and all of that, right? Like, it was a big moment for a lot of fans, and I just felt like it didn't get – it wasn't allowed to breathe. Yeah, it wasn't, but it was quite an oddly paced show in general. Yes. Um, but yeah, that match was my highlight, though. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, I mean, I, you said it was the best match of the night. I, I'm inclined mm-hmm. to agree. Uh, the world title eliminator was next between Orange Cassidy and Pack. Now, it was incomplete <laughs> to say the yes. least this match, uh, and we know where we're going now, Steph. Tell the people. Uh, what what transpired here? Oh, well, it seemed that at some point, Orange Cassidy, uh, was it a Liger bomb that he took where it looked like that knocked him out? But I think he took uh, a kick after that as well, where it seemed like he was out. And you could see Aubrey checking on him. They got the doctor. He went to the outside. They went to a break. And then when we came back, Kenny, uh, we had Don come out and distract Pac and the ref. So Kenny hit him uh, from behind with the belt. And it ended in a double double count-out ending. And now we're getting a triple threat. But it seemed to be that, well, how it's been reported is that they did call an audible because of Orange Cassidy. So... I mean, watching it on TV, it seemed very convoluted, or as people like to say, very WWE. Um, <laughs> but I think it's it was quick thinking. You know, if you're calling an audible to send Kenny and Don out there, absolutely. Um, as far as getting a triple threat, not what I would have wanted a triple threat for the AEW Championship. I I just I'm not a fan of triple threats, especially have, for the big one. Have they had one yet? No, not certainly not for the oh, big one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so in in a weird way, I kind of like it because it's fresh. But at the same time, it would have been fresh if you just had had Orange Cassidy, right, and Omega. Or yeah, I know, I know Pack and Omega have got history, but oh. again, for the for the title with the current Kenny as opposed to the Kenny who fought yeah. Pack before, um, I I think they all could have done well. You're absolutely right, though, to pivot from what they were trying to do into that, they did extremely well. Um, I, I don't know if the triple threat was the plan all along, but either way, I mean, they, they've got time to get themselves out of it if they don't want to do that direction. Not long, but they have some time. Yeah. And um, by the same token, it actually might help with the presentation of Orange Cassidy to be in a triple threat, right? Because, mm-hmm. like, again, this, a triple threat is very much like this guy and this guy, and this guy's on the outside, this guy and this guy, and then it kind of like works their way back around. I know the formulas vary, but typically speaking. And if you get it right, Orange Cassidy kind of having his bursts 
of dynamism that he's really good at, I think it could actually work very well for him. Mm. I think it'd be a good match. I just, I just sort of like Kenny Orange Cassidy. You know, I just, yeah, I thought that was the way. I think triple threats, but like, I just kind of hate that trope of now it's a triple threat because in the end, like if these two guys weren't able to beat each other kind of means they deserve nothing. <laughs> if you think about it, <laughs> you know, that, that was like, like, back in the day on raw, it'd be like, this is a number one contenders match. Oh no. Uh, both shoulders are on the mat. Oh no. They were counted out. Triple threat then. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? They, they didn't go who's next. They went, well, it's going to have to be a triple threat. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's wrestling. Um, I mean, elsewhere, the next thing on the show was the Pinnacles coronation. Now, earlier in the night, we did see a uh, a promo from the inner circle, well, what was left of them at the time. And it was Sammy. Jake Hager, by the way, was really good, I thought, in this promo. Um, the fire in his delivery, I was like, wow, Jake Hager. Um, he did a good job. Always been supporting Jake Hager. As I've said, he's like my spirit animal. He's he's living his best life in the inner circle. <laughs> <laughs> what a great life he leads. He has about three matches a year. Poor guy. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it, I thought his delivery was great. They explained um, that uh, Santana or Ortiz, I think it was, was it Santana who wasn't on the show? Yeah. Yes, that he, um, he was... Uh, sick actually in real life, but apparently they explained it that he was arrested for, for attacking MJF with a fork. Um, okay, I guess. Uh, you know, people were getting arrested all the time in wrestling if this is what the way we're going, but yeah, I hate, I hate police involvement in wrestling. That's one mm. of my, I, I think wrestling should exist in a world where like. Like this universe doesn't have police, or else you could get arrested all the time. Because why is MJF not arrested for attempted homicide at this point? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean that's exactly right. Uh, there, there's a ton yeah. of different things. Um, you know, when Sammy Guevara got mowed down. Come on, guys, where, where are the police? <laughs> I just don't think if you went to the police and said this man attacked me by a fork with a fork, and the police said, "In what setting, sir?" and you said, "A blood and guts war games cage match, where we were tearing the ring up and hitting each other with <laughs> chairs and posts," the police would probably be like, "Okay, well, we have actual crimes to take care of rather than <laughs> track down Santana." <laughs> I do. I mean, I, I appreciate the effort, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I appreciate that they tried to make it uh, relative. Uh, anyway, the thing here is Jericho, of course, is not here for the earlier promo, but he turns up, Steph, and there was a little bit of a bubbly on show. Yes, he did turn up. I was really surprised that he came back after a week. So he mm. had his arm all taped up um, and in a sling. And it seems that he suffered an elbow injury from the match. But yes, he turned up in this, what would you call that, Alex? Like a Jeep kind of golf carty thing. <laughs> with his, um, I, what do you call that? I really don't know. I think, you, I think that, was, that was the best. A modified four-wheeler? I don't know. Well, yeah, something like that that had the little bit of the, the bubbly advertising on the side um and yeah he was he was hunched down in the back there and then they interrupted this this kind of odd pinnacle celebration to be honest that felt quite disjointed you had mjf doing a promo you had 
some ladies there. And then you had Tully handing out what? <laughs> Tully. Um, Tully. Tully did a Cody here because the delivery was great. The content, bizarre. Mm. Bizarre. Like, like you know, I, <laughs> if you ever think you're not good, look at the watch that Tully Blanchard gave you. And it's just like, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Uh. So we, um, Sammy was driving this vehicle, and then we see the reveal of Jericho. He wants a rematch. MJF doesn't want to give them a rematch. They hose them with bubbly, and they uh, then MJF says, "Okay, I'll give you a rematch, but it's going to be the match you lost last year. It's going to be Stadium Stampede." But then we have an extra stipulation because if the inner circle lose, they have to break up. So we didn't actually get an answer from the inner circle, but uh, I mean, it will be yes. But <laughs> that's what went down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's a few things here where, and I, I always try my best to like not look at things from a WWE mindset, right? Like mm -hmm. WWE... Um, and, and I am someone who that was how I got interested was WWE. So you grow up and that's basically yeah. how, how you interpret a lot of things, but that it's really crucial that you don't do that because I've seen a lot of people on Twitter be like, why did they have a blood and guts match? And then now it leads to a stadium stampede. Like why did they have blood and guts first? But it doesn't necessarily to me. I like, it's not like how the violence has to escalate. I mean, if it's a war, it's a war, right? Like it can really go chapter to chapter. I understand the criticism. It just doesn't bother me that much. I think that if the violence isn't escalating, then the stakes should and the stakes have. So yes. I think that they've covered their back in that. If it had just been stadium stampede for no reason, I think that would be more of a criticism. I mean, I personally would have done them the other way around, but whatever. But at least mm. they raised stakes on the second match that the inner yeah. circle breaking up that is a huge stipulation they've been together since day one so of dynamite i also like it as well because i know they lost but technically this is like an advantage in the circle because they've been in the match prior right like yeah. you could you could spin it and sell it that way um so i i i like it anyway the stadium stampede last year was was genius um very much i loved forward. it last year very much looking forward but to seeing what we can get It'd be interesting to see how they do this, though, because it was pretty comedic last year, the Stadium Stampede. I loved every second of it, but it was pretty comedic. And I'm not sure that that fits this feud or fits the pinnacle. So I'll, let's see if it's a more more brutal Stadium Stampede. It is also interesting to do what I presume will be a taped match the first time you have um, live fans. Like, too. Yeah, yeah, that is very interesting. Um, yeah, I mean... I, I, Again, Jericho only being off for a week. That was another criticism where um, I saw Louis. Louis um, was vi viciously complaining about that, saying, oh, Jer you know, he should have been off longer. Um, again, like, you know, if he'd had a match, yeah, that would have, I guess that might have bugged me. It doesn't bother me that bad. He was in a sling. Um, he know. was in quite the contraption. Like, right. That, that was, he was double. Um, protecting that <laughs> i don't know what i nearly said there yeah um, 
<laughs> yeah. No, he wasn't quite the contraption. I would have kept him off a week um, at least. Um, I think they could have made the challenge without him really and said, you know, he'll be ready, but left us with some anticipation. But doesn't hugely bother me. Uh, Daniel Price says, Stadium Stampede's not cleansing anything. Uh, the apologies, okay, need, <laughs> need to stop looking the other way. If WWE did a fraction of what AEW is doing, then they would explode. I mean, we have criticised a fair amount of Dynamite thus far tonight. Um, did I, we say it was cleansing something? <laughs> everything's going to be fine because Stadium Stampede's... Ha- no, come on now. Um, I, I, I pride myself on being as balanced as humanly possible. Like I like, I enjoy what I enjoy, right? And, and I do enjoy Dynamite. Um, I, I, I love it in general, like as in WWE, whatever, if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. Um, do I, I agree with Steph the other way around would have been preferable. You get to blood and yeah. guts. Um, yeah. but I'm not mad at it. I think, you know, with those involved and, and what the match will be, generally speaking, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a good one. So it's, um, where they go from there is the real thing. Cause really, yeah, in a, in a circle, have to lose, I guess, right? Like, what? I mean, what do you do? You want the inner circle to break up? I don't want them to break up, but what the war will continue, and then what do you do? No, the inner circle win, and then you do singles matches. The inner circle are not breaking up, or I quit. Listen, wrestling. <laughs> the only way the war ends really is when one of them is gone. Surely. No. Oh, Steph. I feel like <laughs> what you want to happen and what you think will happen are not the same. No. They're, <laughs> they're, not, they're just not going to break up. This isn't happening. This, I just bought a T-shirt, guys. They're not breaking up. All right. Well, okay. If they do win, right, uh, presumably, right. I'm just thinking logically, right, presumably, the main point of all of this really is to make MJF, I, I presume, right? To be a real top star coming out of it. Um, so I, I don't see the pinnacle going away quick. So let's say in a circle do win stadium stampede. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, tell me what, what is the, the reasonable direction from there? Okay. <clears throat> then he built to the singles matches and MJF can beat Jericho. And he can have that over them because the singles victory, I think, would be more important. So I will let MJF beat Jericho. I think he should send Wardlow after him first. Um, but that would be my conclusion. And then when it's all over, I think that MJF moves on to just a different program, like tries to be TNT champion. Maybe he moves into the into the title picture. But I think that there is room for the inner circle to stay around and exist with it within the same company as the pinnacle and just mm. I don't you know. know after what MJF's done to him I don't know I don't know or MJF nah. can go to WWE that's fine with me well. <laughs> um ah yeah I mean it's interesting like that they've got a lot of different avenues they can go with MJF full stop Right, like he, he, he for how long have we all been like? Yeah, he's going to be the guy. He is going to be the guy. Feels like yeah. the pin, the pinnacle is a great way for him. So, but you look at what Kenny's doing as well, and you're like, man, do you know what I mean? Like, when yeah. is the right time That's to really problem. make MJF the guy? It's very difficult to get the timing just right. Um, yeah. I will say this, right? 
and Steph's going to love this. I uh, spoke to JR the other day, mm-hmm. Jim Ross, nice little interview on Tuesday, and he said Wardlow could be the guy. Wardlow is the guy. I told of, you. Of everyone. He said Wardlow I could be the guy. I know who he is. It's Wardlow. Like Steph, I feel, Wardlow. I feel like I feel like we're the, the, the champions of the fan club, Steph, for Wardlow. Right? You, you, can be, now, you can be president, but I'm I'm in the fan club. Let me be in. You're the treasurer. You're the yeah. treasurer. Um <laughs> you know, I could I could see now I'm just fantasy booking. What if Wardlow if MJF beats beats Jericho, but Wardlow is so sick of MJF, he jumps ship to Jericho's side afterwards. And then you can do Wardlow MJF feud with Wardlow being on that fierce side. Yeah. All Elite Wardlow, it's coming. I I truly believe Wardlow is going to be a big baby face. I really, really do. I I truly believe he's going to carry the whole company. Batista-esque. I think, yes. you know, like when Batista came up from under Triple H and he was like, no more. I truly feel like it's going to be like that, but cooler maybe. Um, but I mean, yeah, JR, he very purpose, very deliberately. We were talking about the people on the roster. He mentioned them all. Jade Cargill, Hangman, Sammy, Darby, MJF. But he said Wardlow is going to be, he reckons he'll be the guy. So, and JR's got a pretty good track record with talent having signed the likes of Brock Lesnar and and many, many more down the years. So anyway, Steph, there you go. That's your bit of good news for today. Um, I can't believe JR's in the club. (laughs) Yeah, us two and JR. Right, she was up next. Um, uh, speaking of JR, he'd actually interviewed uh, Dr. Brick Baker um, ahead of this match, and she was super confident of beating Hikaru Shida at double or nothing. I'm pretty damn confident she's going to win as well. Um, and presumably that would lead us to Thunder Rosa. But it is important to mention now, let me see if I've got this right. If Thunder Rosa wins her mm-hmm. next N- NWA match, she's not allowed to go in- elsewhere. Am I right? I think so. Something like that. If she wins or loses, basically she has yeah. to stay in NWA. That's the stipulation. That's such a weird stipulation. Mm. But I guess I, she's... I read it and I was just like, really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks so obvious that they're setting her up as Brit's first feud after they, after she wins the title. So I don't think she's staying in NWA exclusively. No, I can't see it. I mean, technically, they've got her under contract, so they could. This might be a way to say, yeah, we've been really good to you and we've let you go and do this, but really, you need to be back with us now. And that would suck because I've loved Thunder Rosa and AEW, yeah. but um, at the same time, yeah, I could I could see it because she is probably, you know, and Nick all just goes about saying, but she's probably their most valuable player. Oh, absolutely. In a way, she's even more valuable because we've she's got that mainstream exposure that Aldis hasn't got since since he appeared at All In really. Yeah. Oh, that was so good by the way. Cody and Nick Aldis. Yeah. Um I'm just reading up about it now. 
Thunder Rosa accepted this match on MWA Power that could see her no longer appear on AEW and other outside wrestling companies if she loses. So she has to win to to keep her right to perform outside of NWA. Interesting stipulation. Very interesting. Anyway, back to Thunder Rosa. She defeated, um, I want to get her name right, Jasmine Allure. Uh, It was Mm -hmm. very quick, Steph. (laughs) Can't really say much about this match, right? It was just to keep Thunder Rosa winning, essentially. I mean, they did, and I was a bit, a little bit, you know, they were like, Thunder Rosa's on Dynamite tonight, you know? And I was like, oh, cool. And then, and then she was very briefly on Dynamite. So um, I, yeah, would have liked, I, I would have liked to have seen more. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would have liked more. Yeah. But, oh, well, like you said, I think it just serves the purpose, though, because she is that win. And, and AEW is really sly the way they do this. I like it, right? When Hangman Page lost the other week to Penta, Everyone was like, wow, that's a bit weird having having Hangman lose. But ha- had Hangman not lost, he would have basically been Kenny's number one contender. So yeah. they, they kind of every now and again have to – and they don't make it so jarringly obvious, which I like. They have to they have to keep it going. So uh, the, the reason I mentioned that is because this win keeps Thunder Rosa basically ranked number two. Um, yeah. And she will be next in line. Yeah, and it's good what they did because – just because I saw I mentioned in the comments, you know, she did – she won the unsanctioned match, but it was unsanctioned. So they made really good use of that, of saying, like, yeah, you you won arguably, like, the much better match, but it doesn't count. Like, your greatest win doesn't even count. And Britt, who obviously is the person they want to take this title off Sheeta, they managed to then build up the wins of on the other shows. I just thought that was really well done as well, so that you didn't have Thunder Rosa pinned, by Brit in that match, but it didn't interfere with their plans. Mm, yeah, very interesting. Uh, let's move on to the main event of the evening. Uh, Miro, Miro Day was finally upon us, Steph. Uh, obviously taking yes. on Darby Allen for the TNT title. Man, these two delivered a decent match. They really did. Um, I, I think I shared earlier the suicide dive. I mean, Darby Allen maybe has the best suicide dive because he <laughs> literally throws himself at people like full velocity. Because I know he can. Yeah. Nero is massive, and and he can just bounce off him. But like when he flings himself out there, I'm like, oh shit. Um, it yeah. was very good. Miro, you know, there's been a lot of Miro detractors, Steph. Right. And I think a part of it is not detractor, more so just impatient. They were like, you know, he's left WWE and for what? This felt really good for Miro. Yeah. Sorry. I had to cough. Sorry. (laughs) This is awesome. Um, Firstly, there was an absolute massacre before the bell even rung, which I did think went on for a little long. I was like, how can you? ring the bell and start the match after all this like i get a couple of minutes of it but it's a lot and um also he didn't let darby take his jacket off that's just rude like let people <laughs> put the nice jackets off nicely but once we got into the match they were great because he's just darby's perfect opponent he can throw darby around and darby wants to be thrown around so much and you could see darby just trying to claw his way back all the time and just not give up and there were some really good spots i thought towards the end where it looked like 
Derby was going to win, but Miro managed to catch him and reverse him on different spots. And it was really, it was really great. And it was, it was the Miro that we'd all been waiting for, the Miro that Miro J had been waiting for. Um, and it was a big moment for him. And I wish that they'd ended the show just with Miro standing up really tall, holding that belt. Just th- that camera shot, like no one else coming down. That just would have been my thing, though. I loved it. I loved the match. I loved how Miro comes out looking. I, I'd said before the match, I felt like Miro needed to win, right? Like he yeah. needed this moment. Yeah. And at the same time, Darby Allen had a great run as champion after yeah. taking it off Cody Rose. He competed a lot. Most of his matches headlined the shows. They were good matches against good opponents. Mm-hmm. It was everything you could hope for from a mid-card title, but it's not really a mid-card title because it was main event and it felt important. And thus, yeah. when Miro won it, it felt important. This is a very, yeah. very significant point, right? It's not just like, oh, you know, he's he's grabbed whatever, like the United States title in WWE, or um, which he actually yeah. did. He made important, but it wasn't when he won it. Um and the same with like the IC belt these days is kind of like, oh, that's the IC champ. The TNT title now is very much like, uh, well, even people like Miro going for it, right? There's a, a long list of very capable people that could win it. And I, I feel like this is a great, great step for Miro. Hopefully he does a lot with it because, again, you have that recurring problem where it's like you can't get him to Kenny too quick because Kenny is doing yeah. his thing. And, and there's obviously a plan there. But the AEW is blessed with like a catalogue of guys who could literally go, okay, well, we'll have him feud with Omega. That's your next champion. In my yeah. in my mind, there's literally like four or five guys you could do that with. Um, yeah. I'm going to put Miro in there. Hangman is easily in there. MJF is in there. I mean, I'd, I'd have Wardlow in there. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. How could, how could I forget? Um, you know, there is literally a ton of guys that you could do that with. Um, uh, and I think all of them would kind of make, I'd even have Cody Rhodes. I know he can't go for the title, but again, let's, let's say you magically got rid of that stipulation. Immediately. That's a huge match. Um, so yeah. I, I think they've got a lot of stuff going on there. And this was a great step for Miro. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. They've built up that title so well that it's meaningful. Everyone that's hold it, held it has been such a great star and Miro getting it. It feels like a really good, stepping stone championship but yeah they do just have the they have the problem of they have so many great potential challengers for kenny that in a way they can't use because they've thought of this great storyline for kenny that has kind of trapped them in a bit as Mm. well it's such a difficult place um archer um nero feud will be very good they're gonna have a great match together yeah, Injection 2K is right. I love Lance Archer, man. He's so yeah. Uh, he's such a like sleeping giant in many ways for fans because I don't think there's yeah. a lot, loads of people that are like yeah, Lance Archer, but he's so great. Um, people haven't but, seen the best of Lance Archer yet in yeah. AEW. I, I think I think you're right in what you just said as well. Like uh, when it comes to the contenders for Kenny, the Kenny story really, I guess it does have to take precedence because it is so kind of. Um, I don't want to say like groundbreaking, but it is unique, yeah. right? So you have yeah. to let it, you have to let it play out. They clearly have a plan. Let's keep this uh-huh. going. Um, and then, like you said, as long as they keep using the TNT title like this, I don't think it's going to harm too many people. Um, yeah. So we will see. Let's get to some ultra chat. And I think Steph, we should start with Miro J. Yay! 
We knew they'd be happy, right? Uh, yes. Miro J says, and no <laughs> TNT champion, the best man, Miro. The destiny became reality. Best Miro day ever. I cannot <laughs> wait for tomorrow night's AEW Weekly. It has been a pleasure to share this journey with Steph. Can we get a Miro day chant going in the chat? Come on, guys. Miro Thank you, Miro Jay. I'm very excited for tomorrow as well. It will be AW Weekly Miro Day. Um, celebrating Miro. And yeah, he's someone that every week we talk about Miro. And Miro Jay's been waiting for this moment. But I've always been really positive on Miro and feeling that what Miro is doing is what he wanted to do rather than just come in at the top of the card, you know, as the ex-WWE guy. This, I think, slow burn is going to pay off and he's going to have a great TNT championship uh, run. I love that everyone in the chat is like, Miro Day. <laughs> and just Annika Alec- <laughs> Wilson, no! <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen. A Darby, Ali fan, Darby <laughs> Allen fan is allowed. Um, very good, uh, Miro uh, J. Like that very much. You know, uh, <laughs> I've said this story a few times, but I will quickly recap it again. I was at WrestleMania 34. There was no one close to being as over as, as Rusev was. Seriously, yeah. like everywhere you went, Rusev Day chance dominated. When you got into the arena for WrestleMania, before and after the show, all you heard was Rusev Day. He was so, so over. It's staggering to think that they would actually let him go. But look at him now. TNT champion. Can't wait to see um, what, what's next for that guy. Uh, moving along. CM Chris says, hello, Alex and Stephanie. Full name, Steph. There you go. Ooh. <laughs> Get Maybe I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another fun show from AEW last night. AEW and Impact Wrestling are such good shows. And I can sit down and actually have fun watching. Also, Onita has started another company called FMWE. Also, shout out to Carol. Love you. They, the love affair. I love it. I love it. Um, it's, it's the backbone of this show, CM Chris and Carol Wands. Um, FMWE. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, mm, I, bet John Mo- I bet Moxley appears. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I bet. I bet. I, bet he, I bet he makes a way over there. But um, otherwise, you know what? Uh, and uh, I've said this for a while, Steph. Impact is a very watchable show. Like, they, they don't get enough eyes, I don't think, on mm-hmm. that. Um, man, it's a, it's a shame. But uh, let me just say this. Alex, you traveling to double or nothing? No, I'm not. I know um, – I would love to so much. But I know that uh, travel, I think – International travel is okay as of next week. Is that right, Steph? But uh, I'm, not sure. I'm not really sure on that. And uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't expect to be traveling until probably Fury Joshua in August, and then SummerSlam is also in August. So hopefully that's busy and nice. But I don't anticipate going to, uh, too early. I think I would love to be at like All Out. Um, that is probably a goal. Chicago, hopefully, Steph. I mean, you, you're yeah, planning. That's, you're... that's my goal. Yeah. Yeah, my goal's all out. But I don't think we can – the the rules would be a lot for us to travel now um, yeah. as far as everything. So, yeah, it's just – I can't even – honestly, I can't even think about it. I get so <laughs> upset about 
not being able to go places. I can't even think about it. I went to the first Double or Nothing show and it's legit one of the favorite shows I've ever been to. Um, the Cody Dustin match is just yes, Louis. It was great. Don't care what you say. It was great. Uh, so yeah, I can't wait to get out to AW again. Do you know what? As well, because AW is so good with their post show. Um, you know, like, I know yeah. we do the, we do the zooms now, Steph. But obviously, in person, it's so yeah. great to just to just yeah. get that. Um, and then the star cast is usually precedes it, and there's loads of people around to interview there as well. It's just it's great. It really yeah. is great access. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's one more, and it's from WrestleScope, uh, who valiantly said he would step in if my internet played up against Steph. Um, hi, Alex and Steph. Inner Circle wins Stadium Stampede. I feel like he's he's going against the grain with you right now, Steph. Why is he doing this? Yes. Why? Why? Um, the feud must go to all out. Pinnacle attacks Jericho on Dynamite, takes him out for June slash July, returns in August for the Iron Man match against MJF at All Out. Wow. Love the hat, Steph. Guess I need to learn more about you. Oh, it's clawing his way back now. Um, Steph, <laughs> what do you think about Wrestle Scopes? Uh, I, I mean, the Iron Man sounds interesting. I don't know if Jericho, I don't want to disparage him. An hour? I don't think an hour is going to happen, and that's not me disparaging him. I I don't think an Iron Man match is really hard to do to keep people interested. Um, I, I don't think their feuds an Iron Man match type feud. That their feud is so much anger and violence. I think it's you know that like neither of them are trying to prove they're the better wrestler. It's not like Sean Brett, you know, where you're trying oh. to prove you're the better wrestler. They're not trying to prove that. I don't think an Iron Man match would make sense. Some other kind of stipulation match, maybe, but yeah. But I'm sticking with Inner Circle winning Stadium Stumpy. She's bought the T-shirt, guys. That is it. I have bought the T-shirt. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a lot of wear out of it in the next couple of weeks, just in case. <laughs> well, on that note, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in for what we talked about: AEW Dynamite, Tia Trinidad slash Zelina Vega heading back. To WWE being the headline news as well. Check out Fightful Select and their full report on the story from Sean Ross Sapp. That will give you all of the finer details that we discussed earlier on the show or just scroll back. Get your little dragger. <laughs> get it back there. Uh, Steph, tell the fine people um, that where they can find you. We can see your hand on the top right-hand corner, which I believe is Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. I follow Steph on both. Join me. Join me, guys. Yeah, I definitely follow me on Instagram, guys. It's a, it's a sleeper hit. Um, but you can find me on YouTube, Stephanie Chase Wrestling. Join me tomorrow night, AW Weekly, Nero Day edition. Nero Day. Nero Day. There we have it. <laughs> I'm um, Steph. I, I don't know if you you're doing this. Are you going to a media thing tomorrow? No. Did you get invited? Yes. Ah, you played it. We could have had our first pub in forever, and you played it. I know, I know. Uh, the times does not work for me. Like during the day, Friday, I have some digital spy stuff to do at home. So yeah, I'm not going. <laughs> I'm gonna have to talk to Louis now. Look what you've done. Look uh, what you have done. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us, guys. I will tell you more about what I was talking about there um, next week once I have done it. So until then, I'll be here tomorrow with Joe Holbert of Fightful, of The Distraction, uh, a British uh, wrestling 
I don't think he'd like to be called a wrestling journalist, but he's in the game. He writes. Um, you know, it's cool though. He's a British guy, works for American Outlet. You guys get to know him a little bit better tomorrow. So until then, take it easy, guys, and we will see you. Steph Chase will be here 8 p.m. next Thursday. I'll be back here tomorrow. Till then, bye bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.